Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, let's turn to the GWS Giants. Yeah, so the GWS Giants, they brought in Toby Bedford from Melbourne as their addition. They've lost some big names, though. Matt DeBoer's out. Bobby Hill's gone to Collingwood. Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper have gone to Richmond. And Tanner Bruin has gone back to where he grew up in Geelong. So there's some massive losses there for the Giants this year. What are their strengths, the GWS GWS Giants even. Yeah, the strengths of the Giants are their gut running mids. Now, they have mids that cover the ground well and must make opposition mids accountable with the running ability of Josh Kelly, Tom Green, Lockie Whitfield, Stephen Coniglio, Harry Perryman, and Callahan. They are standouts. They cover the ground so well. This midfield needs to be good this year and needs to show that they are a strength of their team. Pressure gauge. Yeah, the pressure gauge is mild. Now, they've got a new coach in Adam Kingsley who will be given time to implement his game plan. They've lost a number of A-graders as well in previous years, so that will require patience, and I think he'll be given that patience, Adam Kingsley, to do that. What about the weaknesses of the uh, Giants? Yeah, the, the weaknesses of the Giants for mine is their lack of depth across the park. So they've lost so much experience uh, over the past few years. Here's a few names for you. Taranto and Hopper I've mentioned – Jeremy Cameron in the forward line as well. There's a few others, but it just shows that when you lose guys like this, um, but even guys like Bobby Hill and Tanner Bruin who are around the mark, they're right on the periphery of being in their best 22. It means that their depth is really stretched and uh, they're going to need a lot of their young up and coming uh, kids to develop. Who needs to improve? Yeah, I'm going to say not necessarily improve, but perform. And that is Coniglio and Toby Green. Now, these guys are both on massive contracts and they need to perform for the Giants to be able to compete. Realistically, Coniglio has to return to his best footy from 2020 and Green has missed way too many games over the past few years, some through injury, but a higher percentage through suspension. Now, when Toby Green plays, they are in every game and they win a lot. When Coniglio plays his best, the same can be said. So if the Giants are going to push for finals this year, they need the best they can get out of Coniglio and Toby Green. Well, those two and Kelly need to play 22 games, don't they? They do. And Josh Kelly's another one. I think he's probably had a bit more consistency than those two, which is why I didn't mention him in that. But uh, they are quality footballers that need to lead from the front for the Giants. Who needs to improve on their list for them to get better? Yeah, the most improved for mine, and it's an interesting one, I think it's Braden Bruce. Now, they had Mumford for a number of years. They've, they like that type of ruckman who – bashes and crashes and can really put his mark on the game. And that's why they went and got Braden Proust. Now, he's 27 years old at the moment. He had injuries last year, which hampered his season. But I think with a clean bill of health, I can't see why he can't play and impact games more like Sean Darcy does. Darcy's come on in the last couple of seasons. If Braden Proust can do this coming into his prime of his career, it'll make a massive difference for that midfield. Best and fairest for the Giants? Josh Kelly, at his best, is in the top echelon of mids in the league, and they need that from, again, a 27-year-old coming into his prime. His next two or three years could be outstanding in the AFL, and I think he'll win the best and fairest at the Giants this year. Premiership window. 
For mine, it's six o'clock. It is right uh, down the bottom, Bonds, which means it's ha- it's halfway from a rebuild, halfway to a premiership. It's a semi-rebuild is what I'll say because they are developing their younger guys. they got some really good young talent coming through. But the top-end talent, uh, the guys that have played over 100 games, Cullen Ward, Phil Davis, Toby Green, Lockie Whitfield, Nick Haynes, Coniglio, Kelly, Himmelberg, and Jesse Hogan. There's some good talent in there. So it shows that they are not completely rebuilding at all. They've got guys there that can help them contend. Where do you see them finishing on the ladder? I've got them finishing 12th in 2023. I think their depth will be stretched and I've touched on their quality. I think their best 22 on paper, when I look at it, is very good. But it, my concern is the next 10 after that. Once they get a couple of injuries, they really fall away. So I've got them finishing around about 12th. What do you think? I think a bit lower than that. I think they'll be down sort of 15, 16, 17 in that, yeah, in the bottom half. I I thought about doing that, Bonds, I'll be mm. honest. But uh, I looked at Adam Kingsley coming in, who was rated very highly as an assistant coach. I think he'll come in with a really re-energizing game plan, which means I think they'll get some wins that they're not expected to. And I'm going to back in the health of Coniglio, of Kelly, of Toby Green. These sort of guys, they haven't had a good run at it. Whitfield's another one. They haven't had a good run, and I think they will this year, which will allow them to win enough games. I worry about the Rucks, and I think it might take time for Kingsley to put his game plan in place. So that's why I think early they might struggle Yep, uh, and therefore knock some confidence out of them. Yeah, the only thing that uh, I could disagree with you on and that is you the the uh, <laughs> is the unknown factor. Yes. So as you said, it might take a bit of time for Kingsley to implement it, but they'll come into the first few rounds, and I think they take on the Crows in round one. Opposition coaches aren't going to know how they're going to play. Correct. So the Crows did that a couple of years ago with Knicks and definitely stole a couple. So I could see that happening with the Giants and just really hope they get their best team on the park because it is quality when they're all on there. Uh, The Rucks is a concern, but I think Braden Proust, a really good year is in front of him if he can do it. What about uh, next week? Who you got got for us? For us next week, every Thursday night, Dan is doing an AFL analysis of a couple of teams. We've seen uh, Gold Coast and GWS tonight. It's pretty comprehensive, men's. You put a lot of work into this, and I can vouch for his folder in front of me is stacked full of information. Um, Who are we doing next week? Yeah, well, I try to, Bonds, because uh, I have copped some uh, feedback on a few of the teams and where I've put them. Um, a few people are very happy with where I put them, but oh, other, other people have also questioned it, which <laughs> we love. It's it's great to get different opinions. That's what you want. We want people texting in, giving us a call, and hopefully we can get a few next week uh, based around the Hawks, your Hawthorne Hawks. Yes, I'm looking forward to hear what you got to say about yes, my team. That will be an interesting one. And another team that I think is going to be a very interesting watch this year is the Melbourne Demons. So I'm going to break them down next week as well. So it'll be Hawthorne and Melbourne next Thursday night on the AFL analysis.